First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. Standing by on the line right now is Tiny J. Powers. And we mentioned that there's the uh, first NFL, active NFL player who who has come out and announced uh, that uh, he is gay. But this is a bit different. Laurel Hubbard is the first transgender athlete to compete in the Olympics. And I believe this is weightlifting. Tanya, good morning. What do we know? Hey, good morning. Yes, Laurel Hubbard is 43. Uh, she's a New Zealand weightlifter in the super heavyweight category. Uh, she will compete in the in the Olympics that was just uh, you know, announced yesterday. She was selected for the New Zealand Olympic team. Um, competing in the women's 87-kilogram category. Hmm. Uh, I looked it up. I think 87, 87 kilograms appears to be like 191 pounds. Okay. Which seems like a lot if you're lifting it up, you know, not even over your head, just lifting it. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I, this worries me in that um, if someone who has, but I, and I guess maybe there, there's a way for them to allow this athlete or are all transgender athletes allowed? Is there some sort of a, a, a test that has to be passed? Because uh, this was someone who was a man and transitioned into a female and wouldn't they have an advantage based on the fact that they were male? I wonder. And that's the that's the question a lot of people have. Um, this is, by the way, this is quite a comeback for her, just anyway, because she had a pretty significant injury in 2018. Um, I believe she broke her arm, mm. but uh, which you know that's off. That's people, uh, always the worst thing to watch on TV when a weightlifter uh, breaks their arm. Yeah. Yeah, you know why it, it, it hurts me to think about mm-hmm. it. I mean, yeah, yeah, that would be that would be immensely. I mean, and if you're a weightlifter, you've you know, I think a lot of people at that point probably you know said, okay, well, that career done. is probably right. you know yeah. <laughs> done. Uh, so it, it is kind of a comeback story, you know, in that regard. Um, there was she qualified for the Olympic Games in Tokyo in May after there was a rule change. Um, she has been eligible to compete in the U.S. in the Olympics since 2015. That's when the IOC issued new guidelines um, allowing a, a transgender athlete to compete as a woman if their t- testosterone levels were below a certain level uh, okay. for 12 months before the competition. Right. So there is an so indicate there is a there's a test that has to be taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a the the testosterone levels have to be below a certain amount per liter for at least a year before their first competition. Okay. Um, so right. there's there's rules in place, you know, for for that. Um, but yeah, the New Zealand team, you know, put out a, a statement that said, you know, they have a, they they were supporting her. They had said they had a, a strong culture of inclusion and respect. Um, you know, it, it it goes on that says we're committed to supporting all eligible New Zealand athletes. You know that kind of thing, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what's happening today. All right, um, it is interesting too, and in the, in the, the, uh, the the sport is weightlifting. Something that you would think that um, the male would have a, a definite advantage, but I guess if uh, the indicator is testosterone level and they're able to make this work, um, I guess why not? Right? Well, I mean, the folks on the New Zealand team seem to think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. These are, uh, these are times of, uh, uh, how do I say it? Uh, these are learning times, right? We're all, uh, we're all learning different things here. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how else to say that Tanya, but I think we are. Yeah. yeah. Well put. Some are, are, some it's harder for those, these people to learn than others, but, uh, it is what it is. All right, Tanya, have a wonderful day. Thank you. you Thanks too. so much, Tanya. Jay Powers from Fox News. It is just a little difficult to. In in sports, how that could 
how that could be equal for somebody else. I Again, I have many questions. I think it's actually more of a disparity at the high school level where mm, you yeah. have uh, – but I, I don't understand. And uh, isn't, isn't there a possibility that, like, for instance, the entire bodybuilding team someday would could be transgender? I guess. Where you well, would have no – Well, if it ever becomes the, the point that a transgender has an advantage over another female, I think what they're saying is that this transgender person – does not have an advantage because of their testosterone levels, I guess. Um, but that's for science to figure out. I, I, yeah. you'd have to, I don't know the answer to that. And I will tell you this. If I were to go and, let's say, uh, I'll bet you take a, a bo- female bodybuilder, a female bodybuilder, and I'd be like, all right, I'll take you on. I'll bet I'd get my butt kicked. I'll bet I'd get my— You're 55 I, I, years old, though. But that's true. But, I, but let's say I was even younger. You know, I, I think that when you're dealing with an elite athlete versus gender, I do think that, like in golf, I think that the average golfer could go out and get killed by a by a LPGA golfer. Yeah. I, I, think, I mean, you don't think that you could lose no, to them? No, 100% right. I do, and but that's a hard comparison. In the WNBA, I'm, I'm saying you're talking, about, you're talking about elite athletes. So all I'm saying is that I would not be able to compete. The question is... When it comes to elite athletes, does a transgender elite athlete have an advantage over a female elite athlete? I think that's the question that we all have. And while New Zealand says, yeah, I mean, come on, what's the problem? All the other countries that are going to have to be facing the New Zealand weightlifting team are the ones that was Right, that's where you're going to get a little of that. Now, many say that this has been going on in places like East Germany for years, right? That's how we spend the... It's like, I don't know what they're doing over there, but I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure. Everybody's the gender they claim they are. Um, it's interesting. That's I, been a that's been a suspicion for a long time. I almost, it's also very interesting that you think that I am like decrepit for God's sake. No, I, you're 55. What are you well, thinking? Well, I, if you're going up against an Olympic aged, Olympic level weightlifter, well, yeah, I wouldn't I, bet on me or Andrew. So my or point you. is, if if that Olympic athlete was 25 years of age and I also was 25, I think I'd still get my my. I think I'd get killed. Right. Just yeah, no, and I think the, I would too. Elite athletes are. You ever? Um, I used to do the Hall of Fame baseball Hall of Fame golf tournament. It's unbelievable to watch when a when an elite athlete like a Hall of Fame baseball player comes into another sport. They're almost always like, man, you could be playing on the PGA tour. Right, Holy crap! Right. They have coordination. There's and just all something those special yeah. about them, right? But, so it is what it is. Not to conflate stories, but uh, was it mentioned that the the player who came out is actually Ryan Nassib's brother, former Syracuse quarterback? I was wondering because I had looked to see uh, is is this any relationship to Nassib who played in, in Syracuse? And it is. It's his brother. Yeah, I didn't know that. Wow. Uh, Tom is in Utica. Hello, Thomas. Good morning. Yes. Uh, if the New Zealand tranny wins, tranny. and if I was the woman that came in second, I would walk off that podium in protest because she would have gotten screwed, in my opinion. So you think that I the really the the, the the advantage. That's why I'm saying I'd have to leave this to science to figure out because, on the surface, I would think that the person who used to be male and is now transitioning to female, well, especially would have that. an advantage. I mean, that's the one thing. I mean, my God, that's the one thing that it would be the, the that would be bad. You, you know? would think. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. if he was a golfer or something of that ilk, you could almost see. All right. Well, what's the big advantage? But. Well, you take here's the one a, thing that's terrible. It, here's take for instance Bruce Jenner, 
or or um, Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, well, if uh, Caitlyn was competing in the the cast line in the sixty plus thing. She would probably ruin whatever women was there. She probably would have an advantage, I would think, right? Because I don't oh, think Caitlyn, sure. I don't yeah, think yeah, Caitlyn she, Jenner has transitioned though, has she? No, I think not. She's not still got I don't know. Whatever. She hasn't yeah. had like the sex surgery. Or I don't anything. know. No, I believe she. I, has. I think she's Oh, made really? It. Oh, okay. I right. haven't been keeping track. I can't track, believe so. I'm going to Google this on All my right. computer. <laughs> this is a work <laughs> computer. Tom, thank you, Jeff. Your history is a little. <laughs> See, I, I think that it's hard for for people to understand, and this day and age, that can get you in uh, in trouble. It can, and uh, you know, which is kind of unfair. We're, we're, as we're talking about this, I'm almost wondering because all right, I'll use Russia as an example. They've been involved in these what they call doping scandals, right? Mm-hmm. Where kind male, of the East German thing I was talking about. Yeah, male and female athletes mm-hmm. are taking illegal substances in many cases testosterone. Uh, and synthetic testosterone to to boost their levels and yeah. to be stronger, faster, yeah. jump higher, all that stuff. Whereas it sounds like the New Zealand bodybuilder, the transgender bodybuilder, is actually trying to rid the body of testosterone. I, right, I don't know. Right. And again, I'd have to leave that to medicine and science because yeah, I don't. Understand. It seems like at least the Olympic Committee believes that that is satisfactory. That levels the playing field. I guess. Uh, Nagel says there's a bit of a difference between Billie Jean King winning against a male tennis player. Um, so forgettable, I forgot his name. That was it was Bobby Riggs. If you remember, that was kind of a, a carnival atmosphere, that whole thing. Um, and Ronda Rousey fighting Floyd Mayweather. Combat and strength sports favor male physique. That is what we're talking about here. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is, okay, so if if – the the woman who is going to be competing for New Zealand's weightlifting team has taken some sort of supplement or hormone to lower her testosterone level. Would would it be okay? Would the Olympic Committee be okay with a woman from another team or another country competing in that same thing taking testosterone? I mean, I guess not because it would it would raise that that ceiling of well. Uh, well, can you can you take that as 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 is that a, a, a is that an acceptable substance? Right. I mean, if it's below that, if it's if it gets yeah. them to that certain level where, you know, because, again, the, I guess what Tanya said was that if it's below, the testosterone levels are below a certain level, right. it's sufficient. For a year. But, and, but at some point, um, I at least I, I have to feel like the Olympic Committee has, has argued about this and debated right. about this. Yeah, because she's for, in. And she's for playing. them to allow it to happen, there must be some scientific reason that backs up their, their decision, right? Otherwise, it would place... Other female athletes at a at a major disadvantage. Right now, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the Olympics if this transgender athlete wins everything and breaks all the records. Well, then you'd got to look at it and say, "I'm not sure that this actually is is all that fair." Yeah, I agree. And again, so, I believe at the high know. school level, the disparity is even more so because yeah. you have more access to these uh, whatever these chemicals that balance you, basically, whether it's estrogen or steroid, and uh, not steroid. Uh, uh, testosterone, right? And obviously, and, and you know, a, a fully developed professional Olympic athlete at whatever twenty five is a completely different than like a sixteen year old girl who's in, yeah, in a competition. Yeah. So, anyway. uh, Scott and Kirkfield. Good morning, Scott. Yeah, good morning, guys. Listen, I, I could I could be wrong, but in the late seventies, they had a situation. Uh, I think in the U.S. Open, I think her name was Renee Richards. Does that ring a bell at all? That she was a no. male. 
and he allowed her to compete as a female. Uh, do you remember remember that at all? In the I don't. 70s? I'm look it up. I don't. There was also so, a couple of years ago uh, somebody. There was a a female runner who looked very masculine, but they said that they did all the tests and everything, and she. Well, that's got to be a, a real slap in the face if they're like, "Hey, <laughs> listen, we think you look too much like a man, so we're going to test you." <laughs> I, I I can really? show you the picture and yeah um, wow go ahead. Uh, let's see here, Scott. Uh, Mike this morning says, uh, think about all the major problems that are occurring around the globe. And two of the major stories in the U.S. are an NFL player who comes out gay and a transgender weightlifter. It's a pretty good point there. So, yep. All right, Scott. Yep. Thanks, man. Yep. We'll we'll look into that. Uh, that Richards, Richardson. Okay. okay. Here's Manaski with it. I did pull that up, uh, but the athlete I was thinking of is Castor Semenya. Uh, a South African middle distance runner, uh, two Olympic gold medals, three world championships in the women's 800 meters. Um, uh, Semenya participating in all these events, unless they take medication to suppress their testosterone levels. In 2021, she filed an appeal. Um, I, I believe she is naturally a woman, but has elevated levels of some kind. And if you mm. look at the photos... I'll be honest. If you looked at her face, you would you would think she was think a man. St- structure, yeah, body the, structure. Yeah. Uh, there's another story involving uh, sports, and that is the Supreme Court decision unanimously uh, landing on the side of NCAA athletes. Now, before you go thinking that the Supreme Court just ruled that athletes can be paid, that has not happened. However, some believe it could lead to that because there are some challenges happening in some states as of right now. Some believe it could lead to that. But what it could mean is more money for the, uh, the, these star athletes that uh, compete at the NCAA level. So more money maybe towards graduate school and more stipends and, and that. So that basically what the Supreme Court said in this situation is that these athletes are being, uh, because they are compensated. Every athlete in Division One that, that goes in on a, on a full ride is, is – or whatever their deal is, is compensated. Mm-hmm. And it's through educational compensation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, But what they're saying is they deserve more. It, it needs to be more equitable. It needs to be more in line with uh, whatever, you know, paying them for what they're worth. Now, could that mean that, uh, that some NCAA athletes will in the future be, uh, be paid? It could mean that. But it does not mean that right now. Yeah, I, I do think stipends are the way to go. Here's the the part that is difficult for me to wrap my brain around. So are you telling me that almost they could get a salary, basically? Right, so one athlete makes more than another based on their the, the desire of the school to have that athlete on the team. Correct. And the other point being, so I've Which played, is really the system right now, right? Uh, a, a star... First round, uh, ultimately, down the road, a first round draft pick of some sort, or that's a bad analogy, but you know what I'm saying. So you, you know, you, they, this seems like the number one quarterback in the country out of high school, and schools are competing for this. They end up giving them a better deal than maybe somebody that's going to be playing on the line or something, right? Sure, sure. The other thing is, okay, so now I'm the, now I'm that kid. I'm that starting quarterback. I've gotten all these great opportunities. I'm I'm getting a salary now. Right. Right. I've played my four years, so now what? 
I can no longer receive that paycheck. It's almost like you're discontinued from being able yeah. to. W- yeah. w- would we then extend eligibility to infinity? Could my career be I'm the lifelong quarterback at Tennessee University? You know what I mean? At right. some point, I guess that's the that the you're almost forcing a firing because you're basically saying you can't be the quarterback anymore. Right. 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 Yep. That's kind of an odd anyway. Yeah. Uh, and one more. A new survey has come out rating all 50 states on their amount of military enlistees, share of voters, and AmeriCorps volunteers per capita to find out which state is the most patriotic. Which state do you believe is the most patriotic in America? All of these surveys are so stupid, but I'm going to say Texas. Okay. Texas is not number one. Uh, the answer is, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, please. Florida. The answer is... And I'm proud to be an American. Montana. There's only like 600 people there. Well, that's how the percentages worked out perfectly. <laughs> right? Lower the population. Doesn't change the percentage. Okay, there's uh, Lee Greenwood. Uh, oh, did you want to know where New York stands? Yes. New York comes in last place. Get out Stop of here. It. Honest to God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's outrageous. When it comes, according to this um, this survey, and I'm telling you, I fly my flag every day. Very patriotic. But apparently, New York is dead last. We are last. Well, now, the governor said one time America was never great. This uh, this was the, uh, this involves military enlistees, share of voters, and volunteers with AmeriCorps. That's how they, they okay. came up with their, their numbers. And they now call New York the least patriotic state. Montana, of all places, is the most patriotic state. And I know what you're going to say. These surveys are just stupid. Like, do you remember when the, the survey came out and said that the most dangerous city in upstate New York is Herkimer? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my. I mean, that doesn't make any sense, does it? Yes, it's it's very reminiscent of, of downtown Chicago. Every time right. I go through Herkimer, exactly right. right. You feel like yeah, bullets are flying. Yes, I'm just so afraid every Craziness. time I go to Herkimer. All right, listen, we have a lot to get to this morning, and wait till you hear this. Um, uh, we will speak with um, uh, Maya Cummings Rockymore. Uh, she is the widow of Aliyah Cummings. Isn't that pretty huge? Mm-hmm. And the topic this morning, Andrew, is the uh, return of... The center. The center. Is it possible that far left and far right are giving way to the center? Wait a minute. You mean the center in politics, or is the center like a like a performing arts center? <laughs> well, you might wonder, based on the world we live in right now, but the center is in politics is what we're going. So Maya Cummings, Rocky Moore, uh, is on this morning after uh, after our free money question. Uh, we'll talk about the fireworks with Ray Durso. Melanie McGovern is with the Better Business Bureau, and you got to be careful today. It's the final day of the uh, Amazon Prime, and there are big scams out there. We'll get to that coming up as well.